What's up, y'all? This is Matt Ike on the mic talking about that shit I like, and you are listening to Bloviation and Elucidation. Coming to you live from New York City on this warm Wednesday, May 3rd, this is Matt Eichel, and I'm recording my first podcast. I'm not really sure what I want to do with this. I used to record talk shows on my campus radio station in college. Those were about sports and politics. I might do some sports talk on here. I'll probably stick away, stay away from the politics, just because that's such a divisive issue. What I was thinking, though, was that I would do a lot of talk about my favorite TV shows, because I am a TV addict. I like all types of TV shows, ranging from dramas to comedies to, to Japanese anime to reality shows. So there's a lot of ground that I could cover. I think what I want to start with, and I think I'll do a lot of shows on this, is probably is my favorite TV show, the reality show Survivor. Yes, that show is still on the air. It started in 2000. It's been airing about two seasons a year since then for the last 17 years. And right now we are in season 34, Survivor Game Changers. Game Changers is the fourth season where the entire cast is made up of returning players. The first was season eight, Survivor All-Stars, won by Amber Burkich. The second was Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, won by Sandra Diaz Twine in her second win because she won in season seven of Pearl Island. Third was Second Chance, won by Jeremy, uh, 32, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Collins. And now we have 34 Survivor Game Changers. So I guess, sorry, um, Second Chance was technically 30, was aired 31, but was filmed as the 32nd season. So it's Survivor 31, Second Chance. So now we have Game Changers. The premise, is, the premise of the season was that all these players were supposed to be Game Changers. Some of them clearly were. They definitely made moves, changed the game. Other ones are more questionable why they were on the show. But I won't go into that argument. We're not, I think we're eight episodes in. We are down to the final 10 contestants, but there have been two double boot episodes. So I think there have been eight episodes of the season aired. So I'm going to dive basically into last week's episode and get ready for uh, preview tonight's episode. So we come into last week's episode, which followed the merge in which Haley and Ozzy were voted out. And it seemed at that point that we had a strong six and a minority of five. The strong six being Debbie, Brad, Sierra, Troyzan, Ty. Debbie, Brad, Sierra, Troyzan, Ty, and Sarah. And the big thing at the end of last episode was that Sarah joined, decided to ally herself with that contingent and vote out Ozzy. And the other thing about the Power Six, as they decided to call themselves in this episode, is that you have Ty with two idols, Troyzan with an idol, and Sierra with the legacy advantage, which at the final six gives her an idol. So they seemed unstoppable, and it seemed like a pagonging was on the horizon. But as we'll get into, that may not be the case anymore. So we come into the episode with the fallout of the drama between Andrea and Zeke. Now, the, the contestants on the show, well, other than Andrea and Zeke, don't know this, 
but Andrea and Zeke were friends before the season. Now, everyone else has no idea who the hell Zeke is because Zeke was on Survivor 33 Millennials versus Gen X, and that season finished filming like two weeks before Zeke then went out there for... Uh, for Game Changers. That two weeks might be a little of an exaggeration, but it was not enough time. It was before Millennials and Gen X had even uh, started airing. So none of the people out there knew who Zeke was. It was kind of like Russell Hance showing up on Heroes vs. Villains after, like two weeks after Samoa finished filming. Andrea and Zeke actually knew each other outside the game because they created, they played together, sorry, on a fan-created like Survivor fantasy game called Survivor Brooklyn, which you can watch on YouTube. So they already knew each other and were close friends. And Zeke thought that, so Zeke was in an alliance, it seemed, with Sari and Andrea. And he felt like he was not in control of the alliance. He thought he was at the bottom, so he wanted to make a move and get out Andrea. And Andrea saw this saying, like, oh, you're my friend, you betrayed me, just like what happened with sort of like Lex and Boston Rob in Survivor All-Stars. So Andrea felt absolutely betrayed by her friend. So there was this huge drama, and that's why Andrea's contingent of Andrea, uh, Sari, Michaela, and Aubrey were going to get Zeke out. And then someone told Zeke that Aubrey was being voted out, so that's why Zeke last week voted for Aubrey. But anyway, so th- this episode starts with Andrea and Zeke butting heads and Zeke trying to f- talk to them and Andrea basically saying, you're shady, I don't want to talk to you. And Zeke says, all right, I'm just not going to work with you anymore. But Zeke and Sarah also have an alliance. And so they show Zeke and Sarah meeting at the well where Sarah's saying, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't tell you that we were voting for Ozzy. I didn't, I'm trying to gain the trust of Brad and Sierra and those people. So we're working together. I'm sorry I couldn't fill you in what was going on, but I want to work with you. I, we should work together. And then here you have, which is funny, you have Debbie does a confessional saying basically, we are strong six. If you're not in the six, you're going to go. There's not a line drawn in the sand. There was a line drawn in concrete. Basically, that a pagogging has happened and someone in the six is going to win. And then you have Sarah saying, well, it's actually a line in the sand and the tide comes in pretty high and can wash it away pretty easily. Basically saying, oh, no, there's no strong six. She's just moving to where she's going to go, whatever's going to benefit her game. So then we go to the reward challenge, and they have a schoolyard pick, and Brad and uh, Suri are the team captains. And basically, they pick their teams. Brad picks Debbie, Sierra, Andrea, and Aubrey. So he, he picks two people from his alliance and two people not in his alliance. And then Suri picks Zeke, Sarah, Troy, Zen, and Ty. So he said, Troyzen and Ty, who are part of this power six, are on Ceri's team. And that leaves Michaela as not getting picked. And there are a couple interesting like notes about this. First of all, last week, we saw that huge, powerful content between Ceri and Michaela talking about how they want to be the first two. There's never been two African-American finalists 
at sitting at the final tribal council, so they wanted to go together. Sari was sort of like being a mother to Michaela. And so it was weird that Sari didn't pick Michaela. And then the other thing is that Michaela is one of the most athletic people out there. So it's baffling why she wasn't chosen. And so, I mean, the only thing I can think of, well, Brad didn't, doesn't like Michaela. So he finds her annoying. That I realize, well, I, from the athletic standpoint, it's questionable, but I understand from like a personal level why he didn't pick Michaela. Sari, the only thing I can think of is that Cerise said, okay, if I lose this challenge, I want Michaela with me uh, at the beach. But I don't know about that. But <laughs> Michaela is not happy. I think she, Jeff, like, asks about um, them choosing, not choosing her. And she's like, I feel like there's some bitches. Uh, people picking alliance, that's stupid. So she's not happy. And then the camera shows us that, so she's, so this challenge is they have to go over, if I remember correctly, they have to go over a wall and slide down, then they have to go over like a rope net on the water, then they have to go over a balance beam, then they have to get to the final platform where someone has to swim down, unhook a bunch of rings, and then do a ring toss. Or anchor, no, sorry. I'm trying to remember what it was. They, they have to unhook a bunch of anchors that they have to throw to get some rings. Something like that. Anyways, so there's a bunch of platforms they have to go on. And then Michaela's on a separate platform where she's sitting on a bench. But under the bench, there is a, you can see there's a piece of paper that says secret advantage on it. Michaela, though, is so angry about not getting picked that she just starts moping around, complaining, and is not even looking. And I get you're angry, but... You have to realize you're on Survivor. This is Survivor Game Changers. There's, there's idols, advantages, exile islands, like all the twists galore. So if you're not getting picked in a challenge, you've got to have in your mindset, well, oh, if the way this challenge was set up was that someone is going to have to sit down and it's going to be separate from the challenge, you might, they might, they're probably going to give you something as... They're going to put an advantage there if you can find it to, like, compensate you in some way. But she doesn't. All she does, she just starts laying down on the bench and randomly getting up and clapping every, like, few minutes and just does not look at the... Does not even, like, realize, even think that there could be an advantage there. Just shows Michaela is just not good at the game of Survivor. Great TV, though. So the challenge goes on, and it's pretty funny watching them dive in the water because a bunch of them just, like, don't know how to dive. They seem to just, like, do belly flaps straight into the water, and it was pretty hilarious to watch. But then I'll get to the Sari thing in a minute, but the funniest part of the challenge for me was Debbie on the balance beam. Now, back early in the season, Debbie kept saying, oh, I'm a gymnast. There was that whole thing where... He, uh, Debbie got into a thing with Brad saying that, oh, he didn't pick her for the balance beam. She's a gymnast. Well, here, Debbie's on a balance beam, but she doesn't walk across the balance beam. No, she has to crawl across the balance beam. You'd think as a gymnast and keep saying how athletic she is during this whole season. She keeps bringing this up. You'd think that she would be looking comfortable on the balance beam and not have to crawl across it. But anyways, the big moment of the challenge, obviously, 
was when Suri goes. Now, first of all, I'm not sure why. We know Suri's not good in the water. So I'm not sure why Suri was the anchor in this challenge. I guess they were saying, like, oh, everyone else is okay in the water, so we'll get a good enough lead that we'll have Suri come last. But you would think you'd probably put Suri in the front because if she's the slowest. Or, they like I said, they want a lead, just put her in the middle somewhere. And then have an anchor that if Sari takes ever, then can pick up. You don't want to put Sari last. And just like Zeke wasn't great in the balance theme, so Zeke slowed him down too. But so Sari goes, she has trouble climbing up the platforms. Um, Brad's team wins. Then um, Sarah, well, Sarah goes out and helps Sari. So now Sarah has to redo the whole challenge, or the part where she met up with Sari. And so the challenge ends. And then Jeff Probst says that, okay, this challenge is over, but Suri, you're the woman who got up off the couch to do this. This is your fourth time playing. These are the moments you've been waiting for. We'll stay with you so you can conquer this challenge. And it was a great moment. All the people, even people from, I think, did anyone from the other side? Maybe no one from the other side jumped in there. I think it was just Zeke, Troyzan, Ty. So, you know, it was people from her team. Never mind. But... Her whole team jumped in there, helped her across, but it was like they're baby-talking Sari. It was a great moment. Sari could have just said, like, fuck it, I don't need to do this. There's no reason. I'm not here. I've never been known as a challenge beast. I don't need to do this. But she did it. It was a great moment. But never before. There have been people that struggled in challenges before and couldn't finish it, but Jeff has never given them the chance to do this. At least they've never shown it on TV. But I, I don't think it's ever happened. The question is, because Michaela didn't find this advantage, you th- there, it's very possible that they were doing this just to buy more time. And even if that Sari getting across that balancing moment wasn't done for that purpose, the fact that after they do this, Jeff tells the team that won, all right, you can swim out. And then everyone else, you can wait. You don't need to swim out. We'll bring a boat to you. That was clearly trying to buy time. Now, I've been told that the obviously the people that won, they don't swim all the way back to the beach. They swam to the boat, and then the boat came over here. So really, they were just trying to buy time, I think. I mean, maybe they were taking fast that Sari's exhausted, but they were definitely trying to buy time to get for Michaela, because they were only thinking only Michaela would see this. But Michaela doesn't see it, and Sarah, Officer Sarah's coming by, using her investigative skills, sees the advantage. And like I said, this is clearly a breakout episode for Officer Sarah. Pre-merge, we didn't get much content at all. She was not getting confessionals. This was a great episode for her. Getting this advantage, and then the stuff at the end that I'll get to in a minute is a good episode. So So now Sarah has this advantage. We go back to camp. She reads it, and she finds out it's a vote steal. I have mixed feelings about this. Every time there's been a vote steal or an extra vote, it has never been used perfectly. The closest to being used perfectly was Debbie last week used the uh, extra vote, and it was cast versus the right person. And... um, the Ozzy went home, but it was an ex- uh, they didn't need it. Even if Debbie didn't cast that, it, Ozzy would have gone home because Sarah joined them. So it wasn't, you can't say it was, uh, it was 
completely used successfully. Then so these vote steals, Stephen Fishback tried to use it in um, Second Chances, did not use it correctly. No, Dan Foley, I can't remember, Dan, Dan Foley was an extra vote. I think that's when Carolyn used her idol in uh, Worlds Apart, so that's not used correctly. And usually what happens is the week, either the week of or the week after you're using this advantage, you get voted out. And actually, it's funny enough, I'll get to it in a minute, Debbie gets voted out this episode, and last week she used the second vote. So no one has used these correctly, and Sarah says, I'm going to be the first one, so we'll see. So then we go and see what's going on on this award challenge. So they get, so it's Brad again, Brad, Debbie, Sierra, Andrea, and Aubrey. And we get to see them. They're going on a picnic. They take an airplane. And Debbie, again, citing her many jobs as, oh, I'm in the Air Force. I don't get to be in an airplane as much as they do. How do you, I mean, they don't get to be in, his air, in an airplane as much as I do, sorry. How does she know? They've been in airplanes probably before. She's like commenting on how they're like saying, ooh, and I don't think it was the fact that they were in an airplane it was the fact that the beautiful views of Fiji that they saw from the airplane. I don't, even if you've seen a, a, a lot of beautiful things from the airplane, doesn't mean you've seen this specific landscape in Fiji before. So just her being a little over the top. They took an airplane to get to Fiji, though, too. Uh, Sierra is then saying, life can't be any better. The six is super tight. I'm in the driver's seat. And whenever you see confessionals like this, you know things, when they're on the top, you see them saying, I'm on the top, I can't lose. Things, they hit rock bottom pretty quickly. At the, during the Roar Challenge, Brad sort of goes through it with us why he chose the people to come with him on the word. Not he he said he didn't want to leave bring his entire uh, alliance with us with him because then the other people would strategize and maybe try and get them off and he wants to leave a spy there and he wants to leave enough so that that one person if he just leaves one person they might get drawn into the minority. But he left Sarah there and it's not going to help him. So next we go to uh, the one other interesting thing about the reward challenge is that Sierra and Brad ask um, Andrea about what's going on with him and Zeke. And she's basically saying, I hate him. He's betrayed me. I don't know. We'll see if they can still work together. So... Later on, we have the immunity challenge, and it's the one we saw in Korong or Sydney one, where they have to. We've seen it other iterations of this, and other ones, other ones they have to like stack like dominoes and hold them up. This the last time, and this one they have to put blocks up and spell the word immunity. And it's funny, unfortunately. So I'm doing a uh, like a what's it called a power ranking with a friend of mine. And I pick tie. So if the person you, so you rank, the way it works is you rank, so we have 11 people left last week. So you rank 1 to 11. 11 being the person you think most is going to go home. 1 being the person you think least is going to go home. And if the person you ranked 1 gets, uh, wins individual immunity, you get an extra 10 points. So I'm thinking, all right, Ty is safe. He has two idols. So he's, I'm going to put him at the top of the list. Ty's done this challenge before. I don't remember how he did it, but he's done the challenge before. And this seemed like something that Ty would be good at. So I put Ty as number one. 
and Ty was the absolute worst at this challenge because he spent the whole challenge, first of all, trying, it looks like he was trying to like make sure he spelled immunity correctly. So he's stacking the blocks with I on top and the Y on the bottom. The issue is when you're transporting, so the way you do this challenge is you have to walk across the rope transporting a block and put it down. You have to spell, put the Y first, so he's going to have to, he's trying to spell it, but he needs the bottom blocks first, so it made no sense. And Jeff's like, what the hell are you doing? He f- realizes, but he runs off, and he starts running towards, does it get started, but he runs off without a block, completely out of the challenge. He's like, what the hell? This is literally quoting Ty. What the hell am I doing? I can't think. So the challenge goes on. It basically comes down to Andrea versus Troyzan. And they're both on, I think, the second to last block, Andreas falls down, Troyzan wins immunity. So Troyzan was already safe with a hidden immunity idol that he found way back when, and now he has individual immunity. So Troyzan is not going home this week. The one other interesting thing about the challenge is they get there, and Sarah is wearing a yellow raincoat. Where the hell did she get the raincoat? I don't remember them giving out raincoats at a challenge. The last time I remember seeing raincoats in Survivor was like in Survivor Amazon when, they, when uh, the Yellow Tribe had the raincoats when it was pouring down rain in monsoon seasons in the Amazon. But yeah, so that, I thought that was uh, pretty funny. Anyway, so we go to... Tri- we're about to go to Tribal Council. We have Sierra, the confessional Sierra saying, Andrea needs to go. She's the biggest threat out here. Brad saying, I'm sick of Michaela. All she does is eat. Debbie wants to get rid of Michaela, but Brad, with a cooler in my head, says, okay, yeah, I want to get rid of her, but we need to get rid of Andrea first. They show Sarah's having a conversation with Andrea, saying, I'm in this alliance with them, and Andrea says, you're on the bottom. She says, I know, but don't you think like being in with the enemy can be a good thing? And they're like, yeah. You have Debbie, uh, Debbie being crazy. Debbie comes up to... Aubrey and says pulling shit out of her ass saying oh I want to work with you Aubrey Sarah doesn't trust you making that me just pulling that up making that up now remember Aubrey and Debbie had a they were on the same tribe they were both on the brains tribe in Korong and Debbie orchestrated oh sorry Aubrey orchestrated Debbie's blind side so Debbie doesn't like Aubrey Aubrey doesn't like Debbie but Debbie's pretending like Aubrey but Aubrey's not buying it she's like fuck off then we have a conversation between Sarah this is pretty conversation between Sarah and Sierra and Sarah's like oh, I made it to day 19 last time. And Sierra's like, oh, my God, congratulations. Good for you. It's not like she was being such a bitch. But Sierra says that, so this was actually before the Debbie-Aubrey conversation, or at least in terms of editing. Sierra says that she wants to be final three with Sarah and Debbie. So now Sarah, who was saying before that she felt the bottom of the alliance, maybe she's not at the bottom of the alliance. But then when she hears Debbie thing around that, telling Aubrey that Sarah doesn't trust her, making up lies, Sarah's like, I don't want Debbie anymore. Let's vote out Debbie. So we go to tribal council. And Debbie is way, way super cocky and confident. She's like saying, we're the six. We're sticking together. Um, you'd be stupid if you think anything else is going to happen other than the six sticking together. 
Zeke says he hopes that the deck's going to shuffle. Michaela says we need to make a move here. So they go to the vote, and then I love Michaela. Great TV. Pulls out popcorn, starts eating popcorn during the vote. And we go to vote, and to use the words of Michaela, Debbie's made to look like Boo Boo the Fool. Debbie is blindsided, and we are down to the final... Now we are down... Sorry, now we are down to the final 10. And so now it looks like we have... We still have the strong... It seems like strong five in Brad, Troyzan, uh, Ty... So not strong five, sorry. We have a strong four in Brad, Troyzan, Ty, and Sierra. So that's what we're at right now. Who knows what's going to happen during this episode in terms of that. And then we have a more tenuous, I'd say, six in Sari, Andrea, Zeke, Sarah, and Aubrey. Because there's still clearly the... Andrew and Zeke do not trust each other. So that could get exploited this week. If they do stick together, I feel like the vote against the other four is going to be against Sierra. Because I feel that's who's been posted up as like the big bad of the season. That's who everyone's been talking about as the leader of this alliance. So I think if they get targeted, it's going to be Sierra. But I don't know if this new group of six is going to stick together just because of this mistrust between Andrea and Zeke. So I'd have to say the two biggest that are in trouble this week are Zeke and Sierra. And if a third, and I'm going to still put Andrea was in trouble last week, she's definitely the biggest threat out, the social threat, and it seems in challengers too. So Andrea is also, those are my three that I think are in the biggest trouble this week. The people I think are obviously are in least troubles. Now we have, so Sierra has the legacy advantage, but she can't use that until final six. So that's useless to her right now. But we have Troy Zan with an idol. We have Ty with two idols. And we have Sarah with the vote steal. Because of the numbers right now, I don't think the vote steal is going to get used yet. Um, as I said, I think Troyzan and Ty are the most safe. Right now, I don't think they're being targeted, and I don't think there's any reason to target them. So I don't think they're going to get voted out with their idols in their pocket. So I think they're pretty safe right now. After Troyzan's immunity win, I'm going to keep in my power rankings. I'm going to have Troyzan at one. As I said, I have Sierra as 10, Zeke 9, Andrew 8, and Ty's 2. I don't remember who else I have in the middle there. But I think it's going to be another good episode. And yeah, this was my first podcast. Hopefully I will have a better idea what I'm going to do with these in the future. This is sort of off the cuff. But yeah, so you've been listening to Bloviation and Elucidation. This is Matt Ike signing off.